When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Space The final frontier These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise Its continuing mission To explore strange new worlds To seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no one has gone before Just writing down my my stand-up joke ideas because I'll forget them because I'm doing stand-up for real tomorrow night. Oh, shit. Where? Um, In Colorado. Oh, shit. Are you there now? Are you, you, is this the first time you've been doing it? I'm, since- not, I'm not there. I'm flying there, I think, to do 20 minutes at a festival outdoors, and then I'm flying home for like $200. I'm not getting paid at all very much. And Yeah. It's literally like I'm so desperate to do stand up that I don't. You don't give a I fuck. Don't care at all. I yeah. don't give a fuck. She don't give a fuck. I just thought of a stand up joke when I was in aging. <laughs> Has anybody ever talked about it? I don't think so. So like you know how like you're aging and like oh these two are gonna be here. What's this love making situation you have going on back there? No, it's just it's they 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 share one bowl. Two dogs, one bowl. Mm-hmm. To me, that's to me that's love making. I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In my head, in my heart. Um. Yeah, they're gonna. I hopefully they're they won't be loud. They won't be loud. I promise. Well, if they have opinions, let them free. Let them fucking. All right. Let them weigh in, man. Andrew, this is the first time I'm meeting you. How oh, are you? True? What are you talking about? He's done this show before. He did okay, it in uh, person. Yeah, a year years ago. Literally years ago. Anyway, oh, yes. hi. Wait, Don't fuck this. Yeah, you know, ish me. That's fucking <laughs> plenty. You know how many people go through the show? I can't imagine. I you only guys, remember like the hundreds. I only remember the the pets. It's what I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's Edie. Edie is Edie's the big one, and Peanut is the little one. Mm. We need a peanut. This is too everybody cute. needs a peanut. I need a peanut. Andrew, Ooh. what's that shirt from? Um, I just found it. It's like a, I don't know. Some, was it Nigerian? That's amazing. It says yeah, it's Ghana cool. Mobile no, Cinema. Yeah, it's, like, it's wow. like a poster from something. I like it. Yeah, me too. Wait, I want to see what episode we had you on, because I'm like, I need recollection. This it's is like, driving me nuts. Like literally years ago. Uh, um, um, do you remember um, the plot of the episode? It was it was like in a casino. <gasps> oh my god, yes, I remember now. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't remember. So, uh, so you, I'm trying to sell a couch right now. So, 
Like years and years ago. The Royale, yeah. You know, offer yes. up. Yes. So, okay. It's called the Royale. And it was like, um, yeah, it's just the casino one. I mean, the one. That's the one. Is that, yeah, I remember. I feel, I feel honored because it was, it was a... I think it was I, I, my other friend who loves Star Trek was like, oh, you got to do that episode. That's crazy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> why? Why? What, what did they say? What, what's I scoop? like that anyone thinks that the honor of doing this show is, is like a crazy accolade. Well, I just, you know, it's such a it's, <laughs> I, I, I guess to them, it was a very icon, iconic episode. It's usually and foreign course, diplomats and the like. But. I am an iconic guest, <laughs> as true. we all agree. <laughs> Yeah, you should you should slap your friend across the face. Understand? Well, you got Understand. you got the casino one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this is a mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. Star Trek episode with a casino. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Is that true? Well, I guess they're playing fucking cards all the time, but that's not that doesn't count. They are playing poker. So I, I'm curious to know if you kept watching Star Trek after this. This is the test. That. Oh, this is God. like the, was I supposed this is a to? Long <laughs> oh, shit. No, this is like the HGTV check-in later, like to see if the renovations like worked for you. And some shows do it, you know. <laughs> but like you'll notice that like um, Magnolia Productions, they don't because most people will have their house renovated by Chip and Joe, and then just flip it. Mm-hmm. Or just a little inside like, knowledge. Lose it, lose it to uh, property taxes, right? Is that mm-hmm. is that a thing that still happens? I hope not. I didn't know what that is, so I've scary. I've heard there there's like enough, or I made this might be a, I don't know if it was that show, but there was like a thing where like they improved the value of the house so much that people could no longer afford the property taxes, so they had to like, move. W- right, <laughs> this is what I keep yeah. asking people because my plan is to renovate my house, but I'm like it's going to be like a million dollar house when I renovate, and then how am I going to? That's just going to make my life hell, right? Like what? Everybody's like, you'll have equity. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not money. They're like, but if you ever sell it. And I'm like, so I have to sell it so that I don't die? Like, I don't get it. The answer is maybe. Yeah. The answer? The the answer starts to become maybe. Yeah, you might have to sell that shit so you don't die. Begins to become maybe. Hold on. Hold on. peanut. This is Edie. Edie's so mad. She's so mad. Edie, say a little something. mad. So mad. Oh God, those dogs are cute. They're good dogs. It's a little sad. I, I inherited them because my friend's uncle okay. died. The couch is here. I'm so sorry. No Talk way. amongst yourselves. Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> I didn't realize. You know, Alice. So wait, we, you, you inherited? Yeah. So what happened was um, my friend's uncle, who was their owner, died in October. Uh, not from COVID, but I don't know if that matters. <laughs> feels like necessary. Anyway, he had like a heart it attack. It feels necessary to point out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, doesn't really make a big difference. Anyway. Um, and, um, anyway, uh, and my friend is allergic to dogs. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just watch them. And then it was like, oh, I'll just hang on to them. Yeah, they're really <laughs> cute. What a way to hang on. Like, what a way to attain your life companions. It's just like, oh, fuck it. I'll just keep keep these dogs. Well, they were so sad. And then they started being less sad. And I was like, all right, well, this feels cruel to like get rid of them. Because they were so the their last owner had a heart attack while he was walking them. So they were like they were like there, which is like just so sad. 
Babies. I know. Don't let them hear it too much. Don't don't talk about it too too loudly. Because they're gonna get ideas. That's how they're gonna kill me. (laughs) (laughs) They're already traumatized. They're gonna get ideas. Oh, good girls. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I'll keep. I can keep the camera angle down. It's cute. It's cute as fuck. Um, so Alice left, but I wanted to ask you, I truly wanted to ask you about Star Trek. Like you never watched it anymore. You were like, okay, this is enough. I only, I only, so I can't remember if I even said this last time, but like I watched it, um, like in syndication. So like, I never watched it in order. Yes. To me, to me, Star Trek doesn't have an order. It's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Every, every episode is just some crazy shit where you're like, oh. That's nuts. So, so I kind of gathered, and and I think that when I was a kid, the the fucking the episodes of Next Generation would then immediately go to Deep Space Nine. So I feel like I have a sense of like what the story is, but not yeah. a, not a good one. It's just it's just a grab bag. It's just like random. So I've only seen random episodes. That's what it feels like. I mean, there there certainly feels like a continuity. When you start watching them in order, you start feeling like, especially because people age, they spend so many times, like, so yeah, many yeah. years filming it. You can see, like, yeah, uh, but yeah. also in terms of plot, they have they have things here and there, you know, like a, a cute little Easter egg or like a reference to something that happened mm-hmm. before. Those are the kind of like pleasures of seeing it in order, but in reality, you could just pick top ten episodes and just like go with that. Wait, have sure. do you guys do you guys do like a new you guys are just going in order, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh my god. Wait, so I I was season season two, episode twelve, and yeah. today's episode was what, seven? This is seven, episode twenty-four. So holy shit. I know. Oh my god. You guys have been doing this so long. It's been years, like <laughs> yeah, it's literal crazy. years. So we're this is like the previous to last episode of the entire show oh if you can't believe it yeah i i actually cannot oh wow so two uh double honor this is you guys just i get all the good spots and you got the at the beginning like you you're a good sandwich of like yeah beginning <laughs> like season two and then mm-hmm. uh, straight up season seven which is crazy like this is a show that has seven seasons and each season is like 24 to 26 episodes or something like that so right it's a lot i can't believe are you guys gonna what are you guys gonna do next we're trying to figure it out right now um we're asking our fans if they want us to do the next show in or in like um timeline order which would be ds9 so deep space mm-hmm. nine mm-hmm. or voyager came after I feel like we should do DS9. Um, so this one is about the Enterprise moving around space, getting into adventures, mm-hmm. and the Deep Space Nine is a space station that's fixed uh, mm-hmm. near a wormhole. So the it's a little more boring because it's everything's in the space station and they don't move two planets. Right, right. It's like a tr- it's like a truck stop. Yeah, it's a truck stop. It's like a yeah, gas yeah. station. Yeah, uh, it's a gas station where people take naps. And um, <laughs> and so it's, but the wormhole is like the the like there's a you can get to like a galaxy or like a quadrant of the galaxy that's like you couldn't 
reach it if you go, didn't go through the wormhole in like a human life. It would be too long of a trip. So things get through the wormhole that are like extremely fascinating mm -hmm. and dangerous. So that's what it is. What's all about? Um, and I like that one. And some there's some overlap. So like the last season of of TNG, they set up a lot for DS9. It's a new show that they're creating. They set up a lot of the DS9 stuff so that people can yeah, hop yeah. on over. Um, DS9 is fun. I I feel like I watched a lot of. I mean, I I I just I don't really remember. I was just like a kid, I guess. I don't. It's it was just it felt like it was on. You would have weird flashbacks, probably. If yeah, yeah, DS9. yeah. Well, because I recognized, I recognized all the shit, and I kind of remember, right? Like, oh yeah, there's a fucking like Nazi storyline. It was like, <laughs> like all that shit. It was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Basically, the Dominion yeah. is so the it, there's a Dominion, which is like, um, they're basically shapeless beings. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and okay. they take human shape just to to grace us with you know interaction. And then they have a military army, which is like the Jem Hadar, and they keep them drugged so that they do what they need. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like it is some Nazi shit. That's so um, intense. That's like it is so intense <laughs> compared to the. Uh, that's yeah. I I mean clearly they they just kept pushing it, and then that is the nice thing about watching a season two and then a season seven. I was like, oh yeah, this is like clearly some shit happened in between because you're just like what is going on oh wait were you how was your i mean since alice is apparently gone <laughs> is she <laughs> did she say she was selling a couch or buying a couch what is she happening? just said she just said oh the couch <laughs> yeah the couch is here i i thought she was selling a couch i thought she was getting a couch delivered so we all oh. have crazy theories but I don't know, you know. Uh, Anything could be see. happening. If you're at home watching, tell us what did Alice say? Did Alice get a couch? Did she get a couch? Yeah. Did she sell it? <laughs> are we, are oh, we keeping here. all this? <laughs> if we if we keep all this, that would be incredible. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe my audio was on the whole time. It's so embarrassing. If you're watching at oh, home, what did Alice do? What did Alice go do? If yeah. you're watching. Mm-hmm. If everyone, everyone tune in. Everyone at home, tell us, tweet your theories on what Alice meant by the couch and then left. I did. I, I did just say the couch and then walked away. Now, producer Skylar has a huge potential headache of maybe keeping some of that. You guys should really make him keep it. Oh, some please. I, I, because that will be like, we're I'll talking about Star Trek anyway. I'll we're. tune in and be like, wow. You know, what the like fuck. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. What? Andrew you... inherited the dogs from someone who had a heart attack. Let's just start mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. and then he, I have dogs. That's it. He has. He was taking care of them, and then mm -hmm. he was like, "Oh fuck it, they're happier here now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt mean. It felt mean to give to give. I was trying to get them adopted. The it other felt thing mean that to is... give them back. No, no, no. So, so it was my friend's uncle who uh, actually died while he was walking them, which is so Aww. depressing. Um, so they were just like kind of traumatized. They're just traumatized little doggies. Um, but then if you really want to lose faith in humanity, 
it was like impossible to get them adopted. This was like November last year because like all the rescues are like, well, so here's the thing. Uh, we're overloaded with dogs because so many people who like adopted dogs at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic are giving them back. I fucking knew this was going to happen. Yeah. It's fucking fucking just knew horrible. it. I knew this was going to happen. And I can't talk about it on social media like I want to because I'm a white woman. Yeah. It would be too on the nose. Do you know what I'm saying? We just don't need to hear it from me. And you know what I mean? Am I the right mouthpiece for this issue? No, I'm not. But at the same time, I fucking knew it. Fucking mm-hmm. idiots. People should not be allowed to, and I'm going to, what if I was writing this down as a stand-up joke? Have, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and um, dogs. <laughs> That's my time. That's what you Honestly, saying. people are going to get so excited to see stand-up that I'm just going to. I'm going to waffle the whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah. What's with people? They shouldn't have dogs. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, yeah. Um, Alice, what did you go do suddenly? Mm-hmm. Oh, you really want to know? I'm mm-hmm. just dying to know. I had this dog I didn't want anymore. And um, <laughs> it's so much more humane to shoot it. Um, so I have a couch I've been trying to sell on OfferUp or on Craigslist and like, um, people kept like, you know, people are so flaky and they'll just be like, yeah. And then, so I finally got somebody to buy it. Then they just didn't show up and I had them scheduled for two hours ago and they just came now. So, oh, but I have to get rid of this couch because, you know, you got a couch and it's, you got surplus. They came, they came, they got it. They actually got it though. It's gone. Oh, so right now I just gave a, gave a man a couch. <laughs> Damn. Nice. That's what I just went and did. Damn. And bro. I got money. Ooh. Hold it up. Hold it up for the camera. Yeah, right? Hold like, up the like money. You can't, you can't have this much k- Skrilla, like, on you and not, you know? I haven't Just had, like, like, cash for... Oh, that's pretty good. I, I had to get cash. I started having um, the, a cleaner come by my apartment again. And it was... I was like, shit, I got to get money? Andrew, Andrew got to have money now. Sucks. Andrew got to have money for the cleaner. So tell us about the cleaner. Um, would would it be someone you recommend? Hmm. Um. Sure. I don't know. This is like this is like when people are like, "Do you like your dentist?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, "I don't know." Don't have a lot of yeah. It I don't works. have a lot yeah, of context. I, yeah, to I don't have it. It's it seems fine, but like. It's, I really find, I don't like it when people are like, I love my doctor. It's like, how the, how many doctors have you fucking had? Like, I have no context. I have no right. idea. The only time I knew I had a bad dentist was in New York when one time she looked at my teeth and it was like, great job, Andrew. Perfect as usual. And I was like, okay, well, I know that's not true. So you were lying to me. And, and you, I don't you've like never that. seen her before? <laughs> No, no, no. I, I had She's like I was like smoking. <laughs> I was just like, I know my teeth aren't fucking perfect. Don't tell me that. It was it was crazy. Maybe they wanted to make you feel good. Maybe they were a good doctor, a good psychologist. I don't need a lion ass dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that Seinfeld has a, a stand-up little snippet in his show about doctors? Like when people are like, Yeah, my doctor's good. I recommend him. And it's like how do you know they're supposed to be good? Like it's, I don't, he's just like, I don't know. He has a, a bit about it. And like uh, season three, episode like four. I've never heard of him. So I'm going to oh. look him up after this. Wait, Veronica, are you a, are you a, like just a 
knows every episode of TV person. You've you've rattled off too many um season and episode numbers. I don't already. know. I just what I'm watching Seinfeld season three right now. Oh, sure, uh, sure. Casually. Uh with my housemate and um my non-sexual housemate. And then Okay, uh, nobody needs to say that. <laughs> it's not a qualifier that most of us have to. But I have to, because you know most my life. <laughs> most of it's true. <laughs> I have to, because you know what you know what kind of little critter I am. Mm-hmm. Everyone's <laughs> nodding along. So we somebody's like Craigslist interviewing to move in with you, and you're like, so fucking no, right? Okay. <laughs> had to ask. This is Absolutely me. Absolutely had to ask. And they're like, did you? <laughs> me being like, you down? No down? Just <laughs> doesn't matter. I just want to know. I just just wanna- asking. It's the form. Put it it's on the form. form. I love no down. <laughs> no down. Are you down? No down. Ah. Neut- neutral down. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Uh, that's a cat. There's cats and dogs. Look, if I just include mine. Look. At- oh, you can see her Here's right there. I look. Think. I mm-hmm. think it's cute. I think it's is that is that a pillow? This is, is this too personal? <laughs> no, that's a-, a bean bag. That's a gigantic bean bag that I, I put on yeah. top of my bed. Personal. Holy shit. I don't know. I, I feel like talking about Let's like see it. that. You should see it. That was the Zoom podcast thing I feel that kept happening. It's like people, oh, yeah, it's okay. So that's so Veronica has a, we'll say conservatively, three Veronica sized bean bag <laughs> on her bed. Is that correct? It's actually one of our sponsors, Yogibo. <laughs> They make this human <gasps> body what? pillow. Okay. Yeah. So at my house, like at my building, yes, uh, two weeks ago, a at week ago. At my building on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a fucking, a, a package arrived that was like, you know, the size of a refrigerator. Yeah. And, and it was like, uh, it had the right number, but the wrong street. It was just like a completely wrong delivery. And my neighbor was like, what the fuck is that? And and because it was super light and it was a Yogi Bo. It was a Yogi Bo. Brand um, that. It's so big when it arrives. This thing came in. It came in such a big box. I was like, yeah, what can I do with this box? Like I said, the sign of a shipping place. And they were mad. I legitimately thought it was a fridge. I thought it was a fridge. Yeah, it's a fridge. And I, my shipping place, when I got it and I came to pick it up, they were like, here it is. Like, clearly they've been mad <laughs> about yeah. having it there. It's so comfortable to sit with another person in there. Like, you, it, there's literally no, not that much of a struggle. How yeah. can you uh, even, like, see the other person from the size of it? I just you don't. And that's the beauty like, of it. You're mm. just, like, on your side, they're on the mm-hmm. same beanbag. And ha- yeah, you however, don't use it as a body pillow because it's too away big. Away from you. No, it's not a body pillow. When you were sitting on it, it looked like the illustration of like the little prince. Like it looks like you're like on a tiny planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that is fucking cute. That's a you cute know what image. I'm saying? Yeah, it's you know so, it's it's huge. You know what I'm saying? A little it's prince. so huge. I am a little prince, which is the weird part about it all. Mm-hmm. I like if I'm a man, I'm a prince. If if I'm a man, when mm-hmm. I'm a man, I'm a prince. Um, yeah, that Yogibo bag was like given to us funny thing is like i it's the power of manifesting because all i wanted all of the quarantine was like oh my god my life would be so perfect if i just had a beanbag and suddenly it appeared yeah you manifested you manifested that beanbag for sure yeah 
I now now I'm gonna try to get them to sponsor uh yeah, my podcast because I just want to see my neighbor's face when another box arrives and she's like, what the f- Oh, this one's supposed to be here, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> That's what I want. I bet the dogs would love it. Oh, the dogs would love it so much. They do because they sit oh, yeah. on it and they act like it's theirs. And they're like, and you're like, you know that eight million of you could fit on this, right? And they're like, no. I it's do amazing. also think there's a world where you put the dog on one end and then you jump on the other end of it and launch the dog into the air. That works for I dogs. I thought that maybe. would happen Not with my cat, cats, but they don't. Look, see see how I put it on my bed? It's also that my cat can reach the window. But every time <laughs> I sit there to like chill for a little, um, she just, <laughs> she barely lifts. Like this beanbag is good. It won't do the catapult. It does effect. the memory foam wine glass thing. Yeah, it doesn't do the catapult. It does the memory foam one. Cat, I, I see what you did there. Catapult. Catapult. It's not the physics that you think, that, that you learn in, in high school. It's the physics that are advanced. <laughs> what? That you learn in Starfleet Academy. All right. Sorry. It's not a, it's not a different physics. <laughs> There's it not two tracks. Physics. The world mm. advanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world got better. Great segue, Andrew. Let's talk about it. Uh, preemptive <laughs> strike. Let's preemptive strike. Star Trek season seven, episode twenty-four. Previously, yeah. last episode. This is the penultimate. This is the one hundred seventy-fifth episode of one hundred seventy-six episodes produced. I feel like we need and a sound a, a soundboard effect for that. Let let's me just, do it. You know me. It's, I'll just take a hundred years to boot that up. <laughs> and the and the one line description is: Lieutenant Rowe is sent undercover to root out a Maquis cell. That's it. So of course we had to see. Yay! That's it. We had to see uh, Lieutenant Rowe again. Of course we had to see her. Her, like, we didn't know where she went, and she comes back just to aim a gun at Riker eventually and leave Starfleet <laughs> forever. Wow, um, big spoilers. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's been 30 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, we want to know your opinions. We want to know your thoughts. Give us, us your opinions. Um, this, this shit was significantly i did not expect to be watching the fucking space departed thank you it's like an episode of the wire it's too much i was like holy shit we're gonna have we're gonna have a fucking like a uh undercover <laughs> cop episode there's like a, that weird um like i i didn't realize she was supposed to be like a hooker for undercover yeah for that doesn't make any sense at all that was real until weird the end. That, that was only until yeah. the end yeah that was that was I should have said sex worker. I guess it's just Well, well listen. This isn't this isn't cancellation in the city. This is Trex in the city, so we got you. Yeah. <laughs> it was ooh. Anyway, um it was uh it, Look, the, the, we do edgy stuff here. You know, we we tell oh no. it like it is. <laughs> oh no. Alice is going back to being a, she's stand up Alice is in the house. Uh-oh. This is God. this is her her rogan moment. <laughs> this is wonderful. That's right. Stuff. I'm Blow Jogan. <laughs> I really want to do a character that's Blow Jogan. It's just like <laughs> I think that's perfect. I, I, the other day I was like, I have a thought, and I was like, <laughs> why not? You know, and that's pretty much. You know what I'm saying? 
Is that a good Joe Rogan? I think I'm actually kind of getting somewhere that with that. That's pretty good. You're getting that somewhere. You're getting somewhere. I, I mean, like, the, if I want to do an impression of Joe Rogan, I have to, like, listen to him. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. You could probably... You could probably do some listen to some old Fear Factor and basically get the cadence at least. Mm. Mm. What was what the fuck was I going to say? Uh, I was not prepared for the intensity of this episode. I was not yeah. prepared for the um, the uh, like the the psychological like the Tony uh, Soprano yeah of it all. The two daddies. Yeah, that was that was too much. I just did, was I wasn't lot. ready for this. Well, also I I will be honest, I fully um forgot that I was doing this today and and so I did not watch the episode last night. I watched it in a panic at lunch. Uh yeah. and when, during lunch I was like, "Oh, fuck, I forgot." I so you were like right. prepared for some light. You had the right. full Veronica experience. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> so we are on the same track. That's what I That's do. exactly yes. right. Yeah. And yeah. well, it's okay. So, um, you know, no, it's, it's this actually is, better this way because you were shocked by how. But and here's my other question, though, because I was under the impression that like the 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 main like crew of the Enterprise were like celebrities in the world mm-hmm. of right Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel that that's the case. Why would you? What? Do, why are you backing away from that now? Uh, so, so my question was the two the two times that people from the Enterprise like interact with just like the folks around. Mm-hmm. One is when like Worf and Data are like in the bar. And, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was like, they're like celebrity cops, basically. Yeah. It just, I just feels like people would be like, oh shit. Exactly. <laughs> Those. Fucking, How are I they not? Guys, uh, yeah. Like, they're they're on the space news all the time. One like, would imagine. Also, if they're. <laughs> They, maybe a wig, you know what I mean? Like maybe just put Picard in a wig. Like yeah, why not? And then, and then Picard is there. Yeah, just hang it out. And you're like, it's more credible. Like- the Picard <laughs> one was hard. The Picard one was hard because <laughs> he's like famous. That's like seeing James yeah. Franco doing his thing. You yeah, know, like hiring a hooker or something. It's just like it's just like seeing Brad know, Pitt at James your party. Franco. Like being like, yeah, you're like, hi, um, how are you? doing and he's like oh we've never met before my name is chad dewitt mm-hmm. and you're like you're <laughs> well, clearly brad pitt you didn't even so, try to cover it up at all yeah you've done Late- nothing i have a few fun facts about this episode one Get, is that let, it's a wait let's do a sound one. effect for fun facts hold on a second um here we go Okay. No? Okay. This is the previous to last episode, and it was directed by none other than the one, the only Patrick Stewart. And this is the only episode directed by Patrick Stewart not to feature, not to feature Data in a prominent role. So there you go. Hmm. Another previous to last episode that was directed by the captain was the DS9 previous to last episode directed by Avery Brooks. That's fun. The showrunner did not intend to make this episode as a return for Ro Laren to see her one last time. In fact, the actress Michelle Forbes was not in good relationship with anyone at Star Trek and they had to call her and convince her because this was the only plot that they fucking had to... What? Schedule. 
So they, Jerry Taylor had to go and fucking call Michelle Forbes and be like, here's the pitch. Can you please do it? She had already rejected doing DS9 and she was not in good terms with Star Trek. So they actually, it's a perfect storyline for Michelle Forbes, which I guess was in character as an actress as well, because she is yeah. Ro Laren. Um, and they convinced her to stay and they gave her a plot line where Roe just aims a gun at everyone at Star Trek and flips them off. Just great. It is true. She has a shocking amount of like story. Like it is simply a day player story. And I was like, what is happening? I, I was like, is she a big deal? Yeah, she was this, a recurring. So she. Recurring, yeah. OK, so she she played the daughter of a guy that was uh, an amazing guest star. So she comes mm. in at the end of the episode being like, hey, so the entire episode where she, the Michelle Forbes first appears is the one where she comes from a, from a planet where people after 60, they have to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. But Troy's mom- Hollywood, Hollywood right? baby. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, boy. Love it. Wait, you, you both were dying 40, inside 40 at the same time to just yep. like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're both, it formed equally. It was like we a live perfect there. experiment. Sort of like um, a bitter Voltron. <laughs> you're both like <laughs> Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, she came to give shit to Starfleet and be like, let my dad kill himself. This is our tradition. Her acting was so good that they brought her back like two episodes later as Ro Laren. And then she became this recurring, recurring guest star and a heavy character in, in all of Star Trek, but she was, you know, only sporadically there because I think the act, the main actress did not want to be in this so much. Uh, so Wh- Why? Like, I don't understand. Everybody else on this show, everyone who we know, besides Wesley, besides Will Wheaton, had a good experience. Will Wheaton had a terrible experience on Star Trek, but everybody else had a good experience with the, the rest of the cast. But I wonder if it's like one of those things where it was like shitty to work on the show unless you were a series regular. Why did we, Will have a bad experience? I didn't. I didn't Famously, I Wheaton was pressured into not taking other jobs, even though he wasn't a series regular, which is not even by today's brutal standards. It's not you don't really you can't do that. You can't hold yeah. somebody who's not a series regular in a position like in first position for everything forever. Like you can, especially when they're not filming, you can't dictate. But he would like. They would, he would like try to film other stuff and he had this part in a movie that was going to be a really big deal for him. And basically, I think Roddenberry, I don't know who it was, some producer would, like sabotaged it or something. It was really fucked oh, up. Oh, crazy. And he had a terrible time. But, you know, because he's also the only like te- preteen on the show. Nobody else was. Yeah. You know. I don't know why Michelle Forbes, she just didn't want to be a serious regular at the time. And that's it. Like, that's the only explanation I'm seeing here. Um. That is unusual, for sure. It is. I think it's unusual. Uh, especially because her character, like, they offered... Kira Nerys from DS9 is a character they wrote to replace the fact that Ro did not want to be cut. Oh, sure. So that makes sense. They, I kind of remember yeah. that. Here's a separate question. In the world of the show, in this episode, there's a little part where... After going through this big thing about how they need her to go undercover, they're like, fuck it, Riker could go Riker could go undercover too. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he's wearing the same prosthetic that in 
our world signifies that kind of alien. Mm -hmm. But in their world, I guess I'm like, is that it just feels weird because it's still clearly just like a little bit of like fucking like putty stuck to the bridge of the nose. But I'm like, is this it felt like this weird, like kind of like Star Trek version of blackface thing that was happening where I was like, what? What is what is he doing? They they dress as other races frequently. Uh, thankfully, that it's is not blackface. Full, thankfully, it's not <laughs> exclusively blackface. It seems like <laughs> yeah, but Bajoran face. I mean, it's like it's Bajoran. Fa- it's Bajoran face. Uh, yeah, it's Klingon face. <laughs> and Bajoran are an oppressed people. It's not like Bajorans are some ruling class, like you know, Cardassian Empire. Like they're uh, Bajoran are like really down on the. The power uh, really low down on the old uh, pyramid of, you know, the pyramid of power, that phrase that everybody always says. Knows. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is, yeah, it's super disrespectful. No wonder she pointed a gun at him. She's like, this is not okay. <laughs> but his face with that earring looks so good. It's I so funny like, that he's like I in the earring more. and shocked. Anytime Riker is shocked and has like a dangly <laughs> earring, it's like that is a moment for me. That is it's, a whole mood. That was gold. Yeah, to me, I was like, this is a photo. So let's do. Let's describe the pot the plot line. Uh, also, they brought back our our favorite uh, commander. I mean, yeah, that's the scene I was pulling. Admiral. Oh, great. She was. She's weirdly like uh, ne- Nechayev. Uh, mm-hmm. Her voice is. So she, this is an admiral that has like a rough relationship with Picard. Usually, this they've is, had like a really tumultuous time. Tumultuous time. She is like a stick in the mud, and usually has Picard doing things that are horrible. So I think they brought her back to call back that that native indigenous episode that yeah. we saw recently because it's the same storyline. Like they sign a peace treaty. Now some Cardassian, the Cardassian border enters a few of the Federation colonies and it's up to the Federation colonists to leave or deal with the Cardassians. So a lot of the colonists, including our, our indigenous episode or native episode, um, they, they decide to stay where they are and deal with the Cardassians. But the Marquis are like, we're staying and we're fucking shit up. So that's the plot line. But it comes from a previous episode where we already dealt with that. And she was in that episode. So I think they brought her back to remind us, like, this is a continuation of this. Yeah, problem. but also to show that the repaired relationship, because, like, remember mm. Picard was like, I don't know how to deal with this woman. And then, like, somebody was like, you should bake for her. And then he did, and you it was should fine. Make her. And she was like, that's thoughtful. But in this specific <laughs> scene, she's like, she's so afraid, and Picard somehow picks that up from talking to her. Her, but her voice to me sounds so sultry. I was that, like, that moment where he's like, "You sound troubled" or whatever. I was like, "Does she?" Yeah, <laughs> she sounds sultry. Here? Yeah, I it's like a the, weird. Yeah, vibe. Patrick Stewart's like, "You sound troubled," or you're supposed to, according to script. But honestly, honestly, you sound relaxed <gasps> and a little horny. <laughs> Who am I, the fucking director or something? I guess this is the take. Let's so, see it. <laughs> No Balerian canopy this time, Captain. I thought twice was pushing it a little. It's just as well. They're extremely fattening. Fattening. You missed Gulliver back by a matter of hours. I asked him to stay. 
I thought that an admiral's assurances might convince him that we are trying to deal with this Maquis situation. Evec manages to make the Cardassians sound like helpless sheep being preyed on by Federation wolves. The truth is, we caught the Cardassian government supplying its colonies in the demilitarized zone with weapons. Akolovek assured me that they had stopped that practice. Huh? How comforting. Admiral, this Maquis situation has you worried. <laughs> Leave me, Captain. If I were living that close to the Cardassians, I'd keep a phaser under my pillow, too. But in the last weeks, we've seen signs that the Maquis are moving beyond self-defense. Their ranks are growing. They're acquiring ships, weapons. They seem to be preparing for a more aggressive military posture. We've got to put a stop to them before the entire demilitarized zone ignites. But before we stop them, we have to find them. They seem to be scattered in small cells around the zone. And we don't have reliable intelligence about any of them. Perhaps you need an undercover operative. Our thinking exactly. We intend to infiltrate their organization. And the person we want to do it is aboard your ship right now. Starfleet wants me to infiltrate the Maquis? Yeah, that's basically it, bitch. And <laughs> you're going to have to go. Uh, you just got here, and it's awkward, but... Yeah, so she's like... Um, that's exactly our thinking. But that's as if, that's as if like... <laughs> I, um, it's fatty. I would keep it under my pillow. I was like ASMR. I I really thought the plot was gonna be she is the one in charge of the the uh partisan like group. Really? I thought she was gonna be the Maquis. I, I mean, having no history, just the way she was being so cagey and weird, I was like, is this gonna be a thing where he's like send someone undercover and then it was that woman all along? That's I like I the um, yeah, because her performance was so random. Like I love to imagine Patrick Stewart during that take being like, "Can we do one where she's fucking at all neutral? Why is she like why why is she like coming on to me? Is there a way for us to? I'm diffusing it, but I can't. Like, so intense. So. Uh, also, they have like they have Row. They tell Row like, okay, Row. You've been a rebel all your life. You clearly are like, you've been court-martialed. Um, we just want to send you on one last mission where we test all of your loyalties at once. It's <laughs> as if they told me like, hey, you're going to go infiltrate Venezuelans and with for the Americans. I'd be like, all right, you can try. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what ends up happening. Like, I'm and probably going to end up being Venezuelan. Again. Yeah, right. And it's just like probably just and she's like literally to Picard. She's like, the only reason I will do this is because I like you. Just you. That's it. I don't have any of like. But that's what rubs for me. Is it like she spent how many years doing this elite training for this type of mission with the with Starfleet? So it's like weird that she suddenly like if she like imagine like she went through this whole training with them. Why? Like, why go through a rigorous training with a certain federation if you're going to be like, eh, my loyalties <laughs> can be bought. <laughs> it's like the whole point. 
Also, it's like two daddies, right? Picard just didn't say the right things or something because the other guy was like, I play the instrument, you know. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> foods, you know. I, I like, like the foods you like. So, sold. <laughs> Uh, I was like, they were like, oh my God, you eat this thing? And I was like, I mean, it is clearly a breakfast burrito. They just, <laughs> like, just brought in from Crafty right now. Like, come on, guys. This it's is not Mexican tradition. Just make it look crazy. If you're having an alien food, just make a crazy purple thing. All right, we're flying in burritos. Hopefully that works. Are they at least <laughs> green? Green wraps? No? Perfect. All right. At this point, uh, whoever's making props is like, uh, yeah, I love how much they are at just, the end of the seasons. They're just like, this one. we got no budget left. I mean, zero. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, we have um, Ro Laren, who we know is a rebel and she doesn't want to do anything the Starfleet way. She's challenged Riker. She's challenged Picard. She comes back just to visit. And it just so happens that the Marquis are causing trouble it's people who are almost like basically her people in the struggle that she would be in if she was in starfleet and they sent her to do this one last uh you know uh mission. one one last job a one just my one last job as an undercover i don't do that anymore and she and she it's about her relationship with her lost dad she saw her dad be killed in a brutal way and that's part of her trauma like they explored it several times during star trek so i was happy to be to see ro again and i was i was happy i i couldn't remember if she was gonna get killed uh but then i remember she's not she just leaves starfleet and that's the that's the ending of ro's storyline entire character arc yeah. I would point out, though, it's like, look how, like, from the beginning, so easy to infiltrate <laughs> this organization. <laughs> at no they point were, was there any challenge. They were really shitty at their one job. They have was, one job, and it's just to, like, make sure there's no spies. And it's, like, just, like, whatever. Yes. So there's a scene where... She was here. Just missed her. Worf you know and Data pretend to be searching no. for her in this bar. And they're like, oh, we really want to find this interloper. And they catch her. They catch her slipping. It was really nice meeting you. She's making out with a gross dude. Oh, did you see that? The guy who's disappointed about He's making like, out. Oh. Yeah. He's like, this is a, my lucky day. This shit never happens to me. Oh. Dude, you already got lucky. Get, go be happy with it. You know, also, though, when when Data and Worf come in, they're just like a woman with dark hair. And then right at the bar, there's another woman with dark hair. And yeah. I was like, it couldn't. I don't, it's just like just a little more convincing backstory. Yeah, a Bajoran with dark hair, maybe. Or anything. There's no yeah. other Bajorans there. I'm so weird. It's so uh, weird. I got to say the costumes, Rose specifically, I was like, fascinated by this jacket this little getup it was just so exciting i also like if you look this woman when she when she sits down at the bar this woman who leaves it's funny just like, um, she sits and she's like oh no, no she's the woman with dark hair yeah she's the dark hair lady thanks yeah so this is like a maquis guy coming up to her so did you kill that cardassian Starfleet thinks I did. 
That's reason enough to hide. Why did you tell them that I'd left? There are worse things a person can do than kill a Cardassian soldier. You don't often meet someone willing to say that out loud. In the zone, there are a lot of us who feel that like, way. <laughs> I'd like to meet people like that. Boom, easy does it. Just like, <laughs> and people realize this. In the bar, they're like, whoa. You what just wonderful that? pacing. It's like so <laughs> easy. Like, hey, so I'm part of an organization that is looking for new recruits. It's just like so quick. Like <laughs> that guy is the person who you're letting just talk to people. Like he's just like, hey, I like to kill Cardassians like all the time. And she's like, whoa, uh, nobody says that aloud here. That's like not allowed at all and he's like I know a lot of guys who feel that way you come with me it's like <laughs> to make it harder and then he just lasers publicly lasers her so, so that everyone dope. in the bar is like whoa yeah this is supposed to be a secret organization he's <laughs> not hiding anything uh, he, he is like, like James Bond level of spy just like doing shit in the uh, like James Bond walking around with a tuxedo all the time is like I'm, I'm not a spy <laughs> I'm just a man. Never been a spy. Why did I even bring that up? Um, Normal. No one's. Sir, this is a Wendy's. So um, like. <laughs> uh, sorry. What? One other little thing before that happens is I. I was really hoping um, the part where Picard goes and tells her she has to go undercover because she is unpacking at that point, and I really wanted to see her just repack. Yeah. <laughs> like while the secret, like all right, fuck me, I guess. I love all right. Like no, we put this back in. Take put it, it out, back put in it my back. Little tube. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, man. This this job fucking sucks. <laughs> so she and this is the other thing about Rose. Like I thought, like Rose, I thought this was gonna be an episode where she was like just really good at the job the whole time and was like, you know, I was really divided, but I decided to do my duty because that's what I signed up for. But like, she just is like so into the cause, and it's like fine if you believe in the cause, but like. I wouldn't I wouldn't turn coat from an organization like the Federation who's actively trying to help to just go work for these idiots who are like so easily infiltrated. By fooled. They're fooled. <laughs> they're just like the guys are like, hey, let's let her take a ship. And they're like, no, we like just met her an hour ago. And he's like, I know, but she loves the kind of beef jerky I love. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like so charmed. It's like these people are the worst. They're not gonna win. Uh, I wanted to see the moment where the old guy is like, "Hey, Kalita, she's gonna sleep with you until we find her a place." And Kalita's like, Ugh. and I'm <laughs> yes. like, "I'm Kalita. We're all Kalita. We're all no Kalita. one wants to. No one wants to get someone in their room. We're all suddenly. Kalita in that moment. Just like, <laughs> oh, so we don't have anywhere for this new person to stay. So." Kalita, mm -hmm. she's sleeping with you, right? That's we don't chill, have, right? It looks, it does seem like we have like a normal, pretty. It's a small town, but it's a town. There's no fucking hotel, nothing. There we go. Like, searing strong. You would make an old man very happy. I would enjoy making it again. Also, Macy's. she never smiles so genuinely. Yeah. So it's particular to see Road like this. I've checked with my sources at Starfleet. Her story's true. You have bad sources. I was sure it was. Kalida, she'll stay with you until we can find a room. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I, you know that I only have yeah. one room, right? Not two rooms. 
So. Look at that. They live it. They live in a fucking resort, and they can't find another room uh, for her. There you are. It's so nice. That it's that literally a hotel. Here. It's literally Las Vegas now stairs. So yeah. it's like, cool. Because okay. it's a hotel. So, I mean, I, there's no conventions here at the moment that I know of. It's just because she's the woman. She's just like, Ugh, this woman will bullshit again. Fucking but that, that that's like now two moments of like the story I'd rather see. One One is like the fucking what happened to that guy that she randomly made out with at the bar i'd rather follow his story and now i'd rather just see the two of them being like okay it's just that i prefer the toothpaste over here so i'm like you know whatever i know you're new but like like do you always sleep with like a light like like screaming into your face because i don't Hmm. (laughs) i mean like at least is it a double double It's just such a oh, what do I, anyway. I wish they showed the like La Quinta 1995 in where they the room was they were in. They're like, anyway, this is space. So we're pitching now. So yeah, we have two, we have two little webisodes for for <laughs> Thank this. You. I know. Um, and then they have this meeting. We've just heard a disturbing rumor. Another rumor? One that I think we should take seriously. A traitor coming from Pendy 2 said he could verify that the Cardassians are going to start supplying their colonists with biogenic weapons. I thought every shipment coming into the zone was searched. The Cardassians always seem to find a way around problems like that. Then we have to make a preemptive strike. Send a message to the Cardassians uh, that we won't sit still while they you're kill not us in with charge. toxins. Agreed. But we can't mount a strike without medical supplies, and our stockpile is dangerously low. If we put in a request for more, it'll draw suspicion. I can get medical supplies. I served on the Enterprise. They always have extra med kits on hand for relief missions. You're wanted by Starfleet. They're not going to give you med kits just because you ask for them. I have no intention of asking for them. I intend to take them. How? The Enterprise is a fortress. I know it's security systems. (laughs) Give me a ship. I can do this. This is madness. We can't let her do something like this. We don't know anything about her. I know. But she can make very strong aspirat. What? (laughs) We need I would have reacted the same way. (laughs) I think we should let her try. Like what? (laughs) Like okay. Well, now you're fucked. And so then she just goes and does it, and like brings this lady with her, is able to transmit to the Enterprise what she's doing. Obviously, because she could, they can do all these special signals. Um, they can like send a beam with like a little like a comment on the on the beam request or whatever. That's like, hey, by the way, I'm around. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fine. Like, <laughs> and then they get away with it. And she's just like a hero suddenly. And and then they're like hanging out. And then like the fucking Cardassians come in. And I was like genuinely pissed when this happened. A bunch of dumb shit Cardassians come in and just start shooting like like fucking, you know, America 2021 <laughs> fucking Damn. mall shooting. Damn, yo. And I'm like, well, this is going to fuck up the whole thing. Now Roe is going to be like, well, honestly, yeah. 
Keep spitting, Alice. We want to hear it. Like she's like, she has to now be on their side because she's like, I, I can't believe this shit. Like they're just hanging out in, you know, most of these people are civilians. Most of these people are not McKee. And they just come into a market and start shooting. Like how fucked up? Like, obviously she's going to join the cause at that point. She's real Laren. And then it's all. And then she has to go tell Picard about it in a really close talking way. Oh, there, there are multiple moments where he stands way too close to her. And I was like, this is this is not OK, folks. Well, there's um, the scene at the bar, too, where they're like, literally- oh, yeah. Oh, that that was. Yeah. But even the part where they're walking down the hallway in the very beginning, I was like, mm. yeah, keep, that's, keep the, that's the hallmark of this show, though. The yeah. scene at the bar, I was like, wait one second. I, I was a little emotional about it because it's like it's Roe. She had an opportunity before to say no. She had two opportunities at the beginning when they assigned this mission to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm doing it just for you. And then a second time when Picard is like, we're going to lure, lure them. And she doesn't say like, hey, they're my friends now and they're not as bad as you think. So like, let's not do this is not the best strategy. Yeah. Um, and she had an opportunity there. She yeah. just didn't take it. So, like, this is the third time. They're at a bar. Their foreheads are, like, against each other. <laughs> She's just like, I don't believe in this anymore, just so you know. Um, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> so it's just, like, the ultimate heartbreak from, like, a daughter figure while they're pretending to be prostitutes, <laughs> you know, like, hiring a prostitute. Yeah. You know, when it's Father's Day, you get together like hard. for brunch with your dad and you put your forehead right on him. You know, just that kind of thing. Um, like, it's so... Well, like, it, that's what pissed me off so much because the, the show made it so... The script made it so easy for her to turn because it was like, that's the thing. Like, she she gave... they gave, He gave her two opportunities. And, like, for me, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, they're... It's sort of like a really ineffective activist, left-wing activist group or something where you're like, look, I believe in what they're doing, but, like, taking fucking barrels and, like, wheelbarrows of cow shit and putting it in front of the white house yeah i'll infiltrate them they're not doing they're not doing it right so i will even though i believe in what they're trying to fight for it's just a fucking dumbest like a they spray painted those barrels like spray painting is not good anyway whatever (laughs) but then all of a sudden that but then all of a sudden if the capitol police came out and shot them i'd be like okay well now i'm on their side yeah fuck i i don't want to be too logic policey about this i guess but like wouldn't like a videotape or even just like testimony of what just happened in the previous scene pretty much kind of wipe yes. out this whole episode? It's like, hey, but then we have like a hundred eyewitnesses of these people who are dead. We have their bodies, and yes, it's the exactly. future. We and probably she never have told anyone about it. She never told <laughs> yeah. Picard about it. She never told Riker about it. Like the whole point of her going undercover is so she can get intel. So that's intel. <laughs> like it is intel. When they were like, I was wondering if she was communicating with Starfleet. And then uh, one of the captain's logs is like, we haven't heard from Ro Lauren in one week. And I'm like, <laughs> but what's the point? Like, I was just hoping <laughs> she would give them like little Morse code notes being like, Emails. oh, the guys are kind of nice. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like, hey, just bumping this up. Picard just like emailing her like, hey, bumping this one up. <laughs> there was a hey, shooting today. In. Bumping this, shooting mm-hmm. in a market, bumping again, checking in, checking <laughs> like, in, mm-hmm. checking in. Want to get on same page? <laughs> the whole peace treaty you're trying to preserve evidence, direct evidence that it has been violated. I have it here. This is I don't have to be here anymore. Actually, 
You could just exactly like if the if the Federation knew about the weird fucking mall mass shooting the Cardassians <laughs> did, they'd be like, yeah. okay, fucking, it's off. Like, but the thing is, yeah. the, the Federation like really doesn't want to go back to war with the Cardassians, so they're doing everything they can possibly mm-hmm. do to make sure the Cardassians are like okay, mm-hmm. you know, and like taken care of. Including like looking away when they take weapons into their system that they're not supposed to. So it's like a kind of I, I sort of like that part of it that it's like that's very realistic. Like that is how, yeah. you know, but also everything you're saying now feels like a scene, doesn't it? It feels like a pretty intense conversation with Riker that would be yeah. very dramatic and good. You yeah, know? that's true. Why yeah. are you betraying us? Well, this all happened and we don't trust you. I don't trust you to do this because the Federation always looks away. Yeah. <sighs> mm. And then it could be about Riker not believing her because he doesn't like understand most things. And he just would be like, <laughs> he's just like, she seems upset, which I don't trust it. Like mm-hmm. she's got, getting all upset about something, like going back to the ship and be like, I don't like when women get upset. Yeah. I don't say the B word anymore, but you know, that's what he would say. <laughs> said the b word since 1985 and i wasn't even alive uh so this is the very last one the Riker has five undercover assignments in the series uh and uh yeah he i think uh he's played like different races and, and species so she's blackface he's, he's been bajoran two times <laughs> and it's funny because like at this point just because like th- that's even more strange He's famous. Like, he's really <laughs> famous. And he keeps going undercover. So, like, those organizations that he infiltrated later on were like, you were a, you were a Riker the whole time. At this point, the whole galaxy would know, like, if a guy shows up, he's 6'2", he's got a like, Alaskan accent or whatever. Like, you gotta know. You gotta know. Nobody's allowing that, you know? And he's just, like, always around. Oh, yeah, he has a cousin. And the, probably the McKee are like, oh, well, He's got a she's got a cousin, but you know, we trust her now because she got the med kits, she got the band-aids and stuff. So, you know, even though he does look exactly like that guy who infiltrated every other species. Mm-hmm. Exactly like the guy who is the what second in command second of the in fucking command of Enterprise the fucking Federation. Federation flagship that is here. <laughs> it's in the neighborhood. We saw it yesterday. Like they're like looking at pictures of Riker and they're like, is it him? Because I could. The bridge of the nose. And like, stop talking about the bridge of the nose. He's obviously wearing Pajoran. Yeah, you can't. You couldn't possibly fake that. (laughs) They need need so much help. So the the amazing in Star Trek, uh, in the fandom, in the Memory Alpha fandom, they have uh, a photo of Picard when he finds out that Ro actually left. She was just done with it all. Uh, and it says the it's a photo of angry Picard, and it says Picard betrayed by Roe. <laughs> and I just think it's so funny. I don't know why, but everyone should go to the website and just check it Send out. Send me the just put the link in the chat, and I'll to, put it on the about, screen. About to do it. I, uh, so let's watch this scene where they're they're like almost in love at the bar because it's super sensual. <laughs> We have to cancel the mission. Why? Well, the Maquis didn't go for the bait. They think the convoy is too big a target. If there are only six ships, we could even cut back that number. 
It's the commitment of resources, of grouping so many of the Maquis together at once. They feel that it makes them too vulnerable. Every intelligence report that I get from Starfleet suggests that the Maquis are eager to expand their strikes. They want to escalate their activities now. You're telling me the, this isn't true. It's probably different in every cell. The people I've met tend to be more conservative. I'm sure others have a more militant attitude. Aaron, what's going on? Do you have the money I asked you to bring? Yes. Put some on the table. What? By this time, you should be negotiating my price. So, like, do, do her friends know that she's, like, also a hooker? Just oh, sex worker. real, real intense all of a sudden. When you sent me on this mission, oh. I thought that I could do it. Even though it meant helping the Cardassians, even though it meant betraying people who were fighting against them. Now I'm not sure where I stand. I'm in character right now, but I'm hot as a rock. You want to back out of this mission. <laughs> okay, out of character. <laughs> Sir, I don't want to let you down. I oh, you won't. You know what I'm saying? All right, sorry. Damn, Alice. Back out now. You'll throw away everything you've worked for. We're committed to this mission. My only question for you is. Can you carry out your orders? I could put you before a board of inquiry. And a threat. About this operation. <laughs> I would certainly have you court-martialed. Hot. Sabotage. Now, it's your decision. Would it be a sexy court-martial? Damn. I know. Like, it sounds a little... I'll carry out my orders, sir. Mm. Damn. Super sub-dom. Sex-martial. Mm -hmm. I feel it necessary to have sex with you. Have Commander I mean, Riker go back with you. She's he like, uh, come on. Her relative. Nope. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> nothing happens to obstruct this mission. <laughs> Literally, it's Borat. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody <laughs> should be fooled. <laughs> As a normal relative of a Rolaren. like. <laughs> Also, in this economy, like maybe in the future, like sex work has changed from something where people just like are really gross and like make out and do lap dances to like just super intense talks. <laughs> that I mean, he got he got almost what he paid for. It, OK, here's a question, though. Is is it typical of this part of Star Trek to be that like real about shit? Like because it got like it went from like clown show, cop show to all of a sudden like. Like, we should be negotiating my price. Like, what fucking kind of line is that compared to the rest of this episode? It's so crazy. Why? Because it's so, like, overt? Yeah, and it's so, like, intense. It's just like, yeah. oh, that brought in so many things that are, like, too real compared to, like, how, like, buffoonish everything else has been. Yeah, I feel like women's bodies being for sale, though, is just, like, sort of part of the c cartoonish nature of, you know. I guess so, yeah. Like, there's, like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Women are for sale. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, it could be played off really easily. Oh, like, you're man. a kid watching this, and you're like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I it's guess. It's 2024, and women are still for sale. 
Yeah. Is it right? Because this is for kids ish. No, so it's like, for... I mean, kids, it's like family friendly. Like they never have any sex scenes, but yeah. it's, you know, the, the con- most kids are just like, watch it and get really bored. Right, right, right. And this, that was a perfect uh, tune out scene. Yeah, exactly. If you're like, watching it, you're like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Sounds like they're having a really, you know, one of those mom dad talks. Yeah. <laughs> they are, I guess. They are. It's just like, I, yeah, it's weird because, like, at the beginning when she first sits next to him, <laughs> that conversation, I was like, this is kind of sexy for me. If I could do a role play like this, be like, absolutely. Like the first two lines they say when she sits with him at the bar, <laughs> I was like, "Yep, um, this is a game I would play. This is exactly what I would do. Absolutely." <laughs> um, so well, I mean, this is the previous to last episode. Oh well, when they so Picard after this conversation is like, "I gotta send Riker with you." Riker dresses up. He puts on his <laughs> earring, his his little gunk. Like, imagine he relishes it. Like, he opens up his big costumes closet, like the UCB, and he's just like, here we go. Ta-da. He's me. He's literally me. I have, like, classifications of earrings and little shit that I can put on. Uh, he'd be, like, yeah. opening little cases. With yeah, with little, little earrings. earrings. His little Bajoran earrings. Like, and his applying little, like, his falsies, and he's like, his- be right there. <laughs> just a glue. Gluing his ass, his falsies. <laughs> it's like Bajoran drag race. <laughs> he's doing his, he's in his ship with Ro, and suddenly Ro is uh, telling the Maquis, like, oh, there's a Federation ship hiding, and turns to Riker and, like, aims at him, which I also thought was pretty sexy. Like, I'm down um, <laughs> to be aimed at with a thing, and then, or like to aim at someone, actually. Um, and then, and then she ultimately betrays him Mm -hmm. and, and she just says, tell Picard, like, I'm sorry. So the last thing we hear Ro say, so Riker's like, so long, Ro, take care of yourself. And she's like, goodbye, Will. Energized. (laughs) Which is pretty badass. And like, I like how she's like, can you tell Picard something for me before I just completely betray him? Like, why would, like, if you're Riker at that point, you'd be like, no, fuck you. I'm not going give to give him the message yourself when you don't do this. Like, I'd be just like, no, bitch. Like, this is so crazy. Do you know how much time I spent in the makeup chair? Like, for this one scene? <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> like, absolutely not. I will not relay <laughs> your message. <laughs> just tell him, like, hello. Like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. He's like, my ear is fully pierced. And they didn't even have to do that. But I'm committed. <laughs> it, how many? Is that like a, a clip thing on the ear or several piercings? How it's does a, one hold? So what it is, it's a, it's a piercing and a cuff. Mm-hmm. People wear this a lot. A no, piercing, I know. And then well, there's like know. this little ear know. climber thing that goes mm-hmm. around this area. Yeah. Pretty uncomfortable so for me. Normal, pierced in a normal spot. It's not like pierced high and hang, no. hanging down. Got it. All right. Yeah. Well, they might imply that it's pierced over there, but it, it's not in re, in in non-universe talk. So that's it. That's for that's it for Roe. That's it for, for Ro, Michelle. That's it. Her, what, what's her name? Michelle Rhodes Forbes. Michelle oh. Forbes. What a corporate um, name. It is a corporate name. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. 
Maybe that's why she didn't want to do it. She's like too fucking rich. Maybe she's a Republican. I hope so. It'd be great if she was just like states rights, you know, <laughs> she just didn't agree or get along with anybody like the fucking <laughs> Mandalorian lady. It's <laughs> like, I'm still getting canceled. Mm-hmm. It's not my, it's not my vibe. She Spiner's always talking work. about like organic food. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was in the killing. I didn't watch the killing. I oh, she was in the, that. oh yeah. She played the mom in the killing. Hmm. Yeah. Have you not seen that show? Mm-mm. I call it the night, like the like the murder of the world's busiest girl. Because <laughs> like every episode <laughs> of the killing is them being like, mm, "You're gonna have to talk to her friend that she went to prom with," and like she went to prom that night she was killed. Like, yep. And then they go to the prom <laughs> guy, and he's like, "You'll have to talk to the professor she went to go visit after she went to the prom with me." It's like, oh, but not before the after party, right? Yeah, that was after the after party. It's like the <laughs> longest fucking night of her life. <laughs> Christ. At this point, I'd be like, yeah, I'll die. I'm fucking tired. It's fine. You spent 15 minutes. You got a little timer. Everyone gets 25 minutes. And then I do got to go, actually. It's the world's Sorry. most popular person. <laughs> um, Andrew, do you have anything you'd like to, I don't know, plug on your way out of um, this season? Of this series of this series of your yeah of star trek um i guess i guess just uh yeah i don't know yo is this racist is my podcast you guys been going on for a while just it's a great do whatever podcast. the fuck you want do it even i have been on it yeah <laughs> veronica you gotta come on sometime you have, I to, have to i have You'd be to be such a good guest yeah yeah so wonderful if you can get her to commit to a day and a time even, mm. <laughs> then you'll mm. be on. But, but here's the thing. But literally, all I need is that. It's, it's true. a day and a time. What about a, a time and no day? And I'll just <gasps> try I'll just That's try you at 445. What do you want uh, from me? That is a crazy, right, well, cruel right, joke. Well, well <laughs> Okay, see you at 3 p.m. What? What day? <laughs> what day? Every day three. at 3 p.m. I'll just be dressed. I'll be dressed with my little gloves, just waiting. <laughs> At the bus stop, like a forest gump. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, is this racist? Um, you're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow Andrew on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's very good. Mm, thank you. Yeah. You want to say all. what your Twitter handle is? Oh, Andrew T. Last name is still T.I. Did we say my name? My name is Andrew T. Hi, everyone. I don't think we ever introduced <laughs> You you Our read guest. it in the fucking thing. Our you guest today, it. Andrew T. What's Welcome up? everyone. Hi. Hi, nice to be here. This was great, Andrew. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's, it's so so lovely to to see uh, both of you. It's uh, I don't know. It's so nice to it's it, it's uh nice to be maybe near the end of the COVID, but it's also nice to do a podcast and then not have to drive anywhere before. Or I'm after. like. Yeah, this is the this one is thing for me that's going to stay. Yeah, I'm going to do a podcast because it sounds good. Yeah. We've gotten fine. really good at it, I think. Everyone I don't know if fine. our fans feel that way, but I I sure do. And even if they don't, I'm I don't care. I'll just <laughs> say it. I'll say it, it for you. Fuck fuck you if you don't like the the sound. I Yeah. It's, it's always <laughs> our, perfect. Skylar producer gonna... wants to weigh in. I think our episodes <laughs> sound good. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. You're the reason why. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Skylar. Poor Skylar. He says thank you. <laughs> what a day. Uh, Ugh. Thank you for having me. I'm it just so glad you were able to do this and and really exciting to 
to be able to see you and talk to you. You're a, you're yeah. a good person and friend and comedian. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm bad at one of those things. Everyone take a guess. Write in the comments which you think I'm bad at. <laughs> All right. Wait in the comments, you guys. Which thing is Andrew bad at? Um, and we'll see you when the series has its next iteration, whatever that is. Yeah. Oh, I should say, actually, for anyone listening to this, for real, for real, my co-host on... Um, Yo, is this racist? Yo, is this racist? Is on Star Trek Lower Decks. Lower Tawny Decks, Newsome. Tawny Newsome. I know we yeah, had. Um, so. She actually cannot do this uh, yeah. show right now. I, d- I didn't want to say, but yeah, she is not allowed. But so that's she why I'm is here. A friend and a great, great person as well. And she's a- everything I just said is those are Tawny's words. She's been writing them down for me. So she is wonderful. And if you want to hear from mm-hmm. Tawny, definitely go listen to Yo, is this racist? As yes, well as yes. Your daily dose I forgot. Of there's a real, there's a reason Star Trek people might listen to Yoza's Racist, yes, and it's not exactly. me. <laughs> well, now it is. <laughs> eh, sort of. Okay. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>